0: The About section on your LinkedIn profile is like your open cover letter to the world. In this episode, I'm teaching you my three-part formula to cultivate the right message that will intrigue hiring managers and invite recruiters to contact you. You're listening to a LinkedIn mini-series created by VertForce. The Virtual Workforce. I'm Vertforce founder and active duty military spouse, Kimber Hill. In the last two years, I've helped over 2,000 virtual career seekers land remote jobs, and I'm here to help you too. In this series, I teach you how to launch a stellar LinkedIn profile that will command attention in the remote workspace and help you get hashtag hired or hashtag promoted. Yay! We've made it to the about section of your profile. This is one of my favorite parts to teach My formula is simple. It's three parts, and I'm going to expose it to you in this episode. It's the initial impression that lures in the hiring manager and lures in the recruiter. That's that initial impression package at the top with your cover photo, your profile photo, your headline, your name. That's going to bring people to your profile. It's your about section your summary, that gives you this oomph, right? It's your opportunity to shine and showcase your personality and career highlights. It should be short. It should leave the reader wanting more. This is not something that you need to be customizing every time you're applying for a job. In resume bootcamp, we teach you that you should tailor your resume in certain ways Uh, It's not a lot of heavy-duty tailoring, but you should tailor your resume in certain ways to each position you are applying for, right? That's because that resume is unique. It should be unique to the position that you want. LinkedIn, that's not the case. In fact, that can be harmful for you and your public image on LinkedIn. So as we approach this lesson about and we approach the next lesson where we discuss your experience and what needs to be, I want you to know that what is here and what we're including should be relatively stationary, right? This is not something that you need to be editing and tailoring and customizing every time you have a new job. It definitely needs to be short, and it needs to leave the person who's reading it wanting more. Let me explain my approach, my formula to a perfect about section. I recommend three short paragraphs, no longer than three to five sentences each. In fact, my favorite are three short paragraphs, three sentences each. I can't get mine that short, I don't know why, I'm a very verbose person, Uh, but I I do come in under the five sentence mark for each paragraph, why? If it is too long, no one is going to read it, all right? And I I preach this in resume bootcamp too because that applies to your resume and that applies to actual cover letters that you are sending to positions that you're applying for. If it's too long, verbose, not well-organized, not well-formatted, you're going to get thrown in the trash, overlooked. On the other hand, if it's too short, that tells the reader that you didn't care enough to put the adequate amount of time into it to build something worth their time to read. So too long, overlooked. Too short, not important enough to read, okay? So that's where we are with this, and that's why it is very important. Every part, LinkedIn has just, they have done a fabulous job building a profile where every part of your profile is important, every part. Don't take any of it lightly. And the about section is is definitely one of those. So let's analyze this now. I'm going to tell you what needs to be in each paragraph. And we're going to look at mine. We're going to go back and look at my about section. And then I also encourage our premium subscribers to look at the about sections of our uh, example students who have been through this course before. But let's compare this. So paragraph one. Here are the bullets I want you to hit. Paragraph one should first and foremost discuss your digital elevator pitch briefly, very briefly. So you should see elements of the digital elevator pitch or your headline showing up in paragraph one. It should cover who you are, what you do, why you do it, who you serve, who you do it for, and of course, how you're unique. So on screen now, let's take a look at my About section. This could be different from what's on my LinkedIn today as you're viewing this. But at the time of this recording, my first paragraph reads like this. As a woman in tech, I responded to the 24% unemployment rate in my community by creating VertForce. The digital platform connecting 50,000 military spouses to vetted virtual careers. My expertise is rapidly delivering quality recruitment solutions from VertForce's private military talent community to employment partners hiring resilient remote team members. I harness information technology to improve the lives of our virtual candidates while solving human resource needs in digital and distributed businesses. To date, the recruitment solutions we offer at VertForce have placed over 2,500 remote job seekers in viable, mobile-friendly careers and have made a $50 million economic impact on military families. This first paragraph for me, and likely for you too, is the most complex because it includes data about you, but it also needs to give feels. Right? It needs to show, hey, this is this is who I am at my core. This is what I can do for your business. This is why I do it. I do it because I need to fill in the blank. For me, for Kimber Hill, I need to do it because I have a passion to support the military community. I have a passion to improve the unemployment rate for military spouses. So this first paragraph is gonna be the hardest, and the second two are super easy, but what I wanna point out here is let's just dissect this. So paragraph one for Kimber, it answers these questions. Who you are. I called myself a woman in tech, and I used context clues to share that I'm a part of the military community and that I am a military spouse. I didn't overtly say, I'm a military spouse and I work in technology. That's not really the best way to write your open cover letter to the world. Instead of of matter-of-fact stating what you are, describe yourself. So instead of saying, I'm a female who works in technology and I'm a military spouse, I said, as a woman in tech, I responded to a problem in my community And then I told what my problem in the community is. So when you you approach that topic of who you are, try to describe yourself instead of matter of fact saying, hello, my name is Kimber Hill, and I work in recruitment solutions for military spouses. Next is the headline. I included parts of my headline in the first paragraph, and I did that in the sentence that says, by creating VertForce, the digital platform connecting 50,000 military spouses to vetted virtual careers. The reason why I want to do that, the reason why I'm bringing the headline back down into my about section, is we are duplicating the amount of times that we're using the keywords. So there, this is actually twofold. So layer one, the more times you use your keywords on your profile, the better the stronger you're going to appear in the algorithm when people are searching those keywords. And number two, we don't just want to make an incredibly powerful headline statement and not talk about it in the about section. We've we've got to talk about what it is we said in our headline and how it's relevant to who we are and what we do. You're not just going to say it there and forget it. It's not a set it and forget it thing. We need to bring it into that first paragraph so that if someone reads the headline and says, oh, what a fantastic headline. I wonder, gosh, I'm so interested in this individual. I want to learn more. When they come to the profile, we need them to learn more. We need them to find that. Okay, the third thing that's involved in the first paragraph is what I do. So you need a sentence in there that, elaborates on what you do and I know that the headline does that but we want to get a little bit more specific so one of the things I like to use is I like for you to describe what your expertise is in describe what the level of authority is that you're claiming for so for me my line is my expertise is rapidly delivering quality recruitment solutions okay and number four the fourth element to paragraph one is why I do it. And this is the most important part. We learned this in the last module, building the LinkedIn Launchpad. We learned that in order to attract a job, attract a career that is going to serve you and fulfill you, you need to really understand why you do what you do. You need to kind of feel that conviction um, in your gut here. Uh, That reminds me of splagitsomai. That's something that I've I've learned along along the way, like from the gut, from the core, splagitsomai. It's a Greek word, I think. So you need to understand why you do it. Mine mine says here, I harness information technology to improve the lives of our virtual candidates while solving human resource needs in digital and distributed businesses. I think that's how I, I wrote it. So... What am I saying here? My core purpose is to improve the lives of my virtual candidates, of my community that I created at VertForce. I want to improve your life. I want you to find remote work. How do I do that? I'm going to harness information technology around me, which is the job board we created, all of these tools that we're creating for you, our ATS system that we created to solve human resource needs, okay? This is my why. And I feel that, I'm convicted with that. It, it represents what I do and the reason why I do it. When I say that out loud, I feel good about it. And so when I put it in my about section and an employer or a business partner or someone reads that, I know they are really beginning to understand who I am and if I can in fact serve them, if I'm the right fit for them, if they read it right? It's that coding of the message and then being so clear and so specific that when someone is reading it and they're decoding the message and processing it, they can immediately make the decision of, yeah, I want to get to know this person better. I like what they do and I like why they do it. Or I like what they do and I like why they do it, but this is not the right fit for me. I'm going to move on. Okay. Let's move into paragraph two. Paragraph two and paragraph three are much easier. Paragraph two should include about four items. So if paragraph one is who you are, paragraph two, I want to be how you got there. How did you get made? How did you become what you are now? It's very data driven and it's a place for you to discuss your prior experience and education. What I need you to do in paragraph 2 is really emphasize keywords that are not so much about your personality and your purpose, but are more about your experience and your your qualifications. And in paragraph 2, we are jabbing in this super super useful tool in an about section, and that is to describe your work style. We want people to know what it's like to work with you. So let's take a look at my paragraph two on screen now. Prior to Vertforce, I've had the privilege to build a seven-year government contracting career in healthcare IT and financial IT auditing. This allowed me to lead internal and cross-functional teams to build database tools, develop and release mobile applications, configure out-of-the-box software-as-a-service, SAAS, instruments, and secure and protect sensitive proprietary data systems. I motivate team members to consider the smaller details that often go overlooked and to perform full impact testing before committing to a solution. So a little bit about me, I come from a very heavy IT background, love information technology, and I have had really great experiences working with cross-functional teams and leading them to the successful implementation of some great technology products. And that's what I'm talking about in paragraph two. I want to emphasize my experience. So lines here that I used to emphasize experience included seven years of experience, Leading teams, building tools, developing products. That discusses what I actually did. Tangible things that I did on the job, but very broadly. All right? I'm not going to go in specific, in detail, and talk about exact projects that I worked on, who I did them for. That's something that you save for an interview, right? We want to be very broad. And then finally, to emphasize experience, I discussed technologies and major keywords for those industries. So things that you saw in there are mobile applications, software as a service, databases. Those are my keywords that belong to me because I'm in this industry, but everyone else who's in that industry knows them too, and they're searching for them as well. So I'm talking about the technologies. And as a remote job seeker, the best thing you can do for yourself is to discuss the technologies you have experience with because remote work requires someone who is tech savvy. And then the last part of paragraph two is I described my work style. I said very simply, I motivate team members to consider the smaller details that often go overlooked. And to perform full impact testing before committing to a solution. One sentence, that is all it takes. One sentence to give the reader a feel for what kind of attitude, presence, leadership, experience you bring to the table as a team member or employee. And paragraph three, my favorite part, super easy. It is a break from the business. Paragraph one, all business. Paragraph two, all business. Paragraph three, time to party, okay? We're going to take a break and we're going to talk about who you are in your spare time. My paragraph three says, as an active duty Navy spouse, all my exciting career action happens from my home office in St. Augustine, Florida. I love creating valuable and entertaining content and my medium of choice is podcasting. Listen to my work on, and then I list my three shows, launching virtual careers for mill spouses, married to military and the duty station download. When we're waiting for my husband to get, his, to get his head out of the clouds, literally, he's a helicopter pilot, so I threw a picture of a helicopter in there, you can find me and my daughter at the pool or the beach. If you'd like to chat, send me an in or reach me at kimber at Okay, what have I done here? I have yet again described who I am. I've hammered in that I'm a military spouse. I have included that I am a mom. I've included that I have other valuable things in my life that are important to me. And the most important part is I gave a call to action. My call to actions here are very subtly, I'm encouraging you to listen to my other shows, listen to my shows, and I'm encouraging you to contact me. All right, listen to my work and send me an email or contact me. I need you to do the same. You have to come up with your own call to action, but the call to action should invariably be to reach out and contact you. Inmail is good. Providing an email is good too. You may get some spam by putting your email on your LinkedIn summary. Be sure that the email you include is a professional email, okay? It should be your first name, last name at gmail.com, Don't include something you created in high school, like cute little cowgirl32 at gmail.com. Use a professional email, even if you have to create a new one. So, we've spent a good amount of time dissecting my about section, my open cover letter to the world. For our premium course subscribers, I want you to go read the about sections of our completed students who have finished this program for inspiration. And then I want you to think about this writing process. This is my writing process. I believe that it's a standard format that you can adopt and work on as well. We used this when we wrote our LinkedIn headlines. So it's very similar. Be aware that your open cover letter to the world will evolve over time I encourage you to take at least a week to work on it. And I know for me, I'm someone who just likes to be done. I just like to sit down, write it, crank it out, be finished. But you really can't do that with your headline and with your about section. You can write a draft today. Then get it out of your head. Get it out of your mind. Go do something else. Come back to it the next day. Review it. Come back to it the next day. Review it again. I really need you to do that with your cover letter. It's okay to go ahead and post your draft if you feel like you have a very strong foundation. But do remind yourself at the end of the week to come back, reread it, rewrite it. Um, That's why if you look at mine today, it may be different from what I read to you on this video because you need to consistently be revisiting it and making sure that it's communicating the message that you need. So what I want you to do is open, if if, you, if you're a tangible person, get a pen and paper. Me, uh, a Word document is best for me. Page one is draft one. Page two is draft two. So what I want you to do is open a Word document or a pages file and start working on each section. Work on paragraph one, paragraph two, paragraph three, and your call to action. So uh, go ahead and start that now. Go ahead and get a draft going and get get a draft plugged into your LinkedIn so we can continue to move forward into your experience section. Good luck. All right. Take your time. Take your time writing this. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. I will see you in the next lesson where we are going to cover your experience. You're listening to the freemium version of Rocket Remote. For the full course experience, subscribe at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen RR. All right, VertForce, that wraps up this episode of our LinkedIn mini-series. Thank you for listening. Corresponding images can be found on our Instagram. Our handle is at VertForce. And of course, I invite you to become a Rocket Remote student. In Rocket Remote, you get instant access to the launching LinkedIn video course and all other courses in our Rocket Remote school. Subscribe at bit.ly forward slash VF hyphen RR. If you have questions or you'd like to connect about the content in this episode, you can reach us at podcast at vertforce.us. Remember, all content produced on the Vertforce podcast is the intellectual property of Vertforce LLC. Catch you in the next episode.